Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Age of Radio. Because it's sports talk with Cooper and Big Man. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. All right. Once again, we are back, and it's time for sports talk with Cooper and Big Man. This is Big Man, and as always, joining me, Koopa. Koopa. How you doing, brother? I'm doing good, brother. Let's get this going, mate. That's right. It is, of course, Sunday, so that means it is a ball night. Bowling. We will be also talking a little bit about baseball today as well. Some big news happened this past week. But we'll get into some NBA records for the past week. So, wait a minute. Does that mean we're talking about two balls? Really? You want to go there? (laughs) All right. Let's do it. As long as the basketball is the left one, I guess it's all that matters, right? <laughs> yeah. Of course, then that's the case. You might also have to stick to your kids. But anyways, I digress. Wow. <laughs> the NBA records this past week, as as falls. Of course, this is coming from straight from ESPN.com. In the past week, the Pistons were 0-4. The Wizards did not even play a game. The Hornets 0-1. Heat 2-2. Raptors 2-1. Magic one and two, Bulls three and one, Knicks three and one, Hawks went undefeated at two at three and zero, Cavaliers also went undefeated at two and zero, the Nets went two and two, Celtics zero and three, Bucks zero and two, Pacers one and two, and the 76ers are on a nice little winning streak as they went three and zero this past week. In the Western Conference, the Timberwolves went one and three, Pelicans one and three as well, the Kings went one and two, Rockets two and two, Thunder one and three, Spurs also one and three. Warriors 2-2, Mavericks 2-3, Suns 1-3, Grizzlies played one game but won it, so they're 1-0. Nuggets went 3-1, Blazers went 0-1 in the one game they played, Clippers 3-0, Jazz 4-0, and the Lakers went 2-1 this past week. And for the current standings in the NBA based off division breakdown, we have in the Atlantic Division, the 76ers are 12 and 5, Celtics 8 and 6, Nets 10 and 8, Knicks 8 and 9, and Raptors 6 and 9. In the Central Division, the Pacers are 9 and 6, Bucks are 9 and 6, Cavaliers 8 and 7, Bulls 7 and 9, and the Pistons are 3 and 13. In the Southeast Division, the Hawks are 8 and 7, Magic are 7 and 9, Heat are 6 and 9, as well as the Hornets at 6 and 9. Wizards are 3-8, and eight, though they haven't played in a while, so there you go. In the Northwest Division, the suddenly hot Utah Jazz are 12-4, and four, Blazers 8-6, and six, Nuggets 9-7, and seven, Thunder 6-8, and eight, and the T-Wolves are 4-11. and 11. In the Pacific Division, the Lakers still lead by a half game at 13-4, Clippers 12-4, and four, 
Suns eight and seven, Warriors eight and eight, Kings six and ten. In the Southwest Division, the Grizzlies are seven and six, Mavericks are eight and eight, Spurs eight and eight, Rockets six and nine, and the Pelicans are five and ten. Woo! Yeah, man. As always, the Lakers are on top, baby. That's what's up. Yeah, but they're uh, the Clippers are on a little uh, terror right now. So uh, whatever, they'll cool off. <laughs> we hope. All right, so we're gonna start off with some baseball notes from this past week. Uh, we were saddened to hear, of course, of the passing of the legendary home run hitter Henry Hank Aaron. The Hammer, as he was sometimes referred to, was a man was the man who passed George Herman Babe Ruth for the all-time home run record. Aaron would finish his career with 755 home runs. The man averaged just over 32 home runs in his tw- uh, per season in his 32-year, oh, sorry, 23-year career. He is also the only player, if uh, they were to take away his home runs, would still have over 3,000 career hits. Henry Aaron was also notable for his work in social justice for the African Americans. Uh, the man f- uh, felt this pressure, uh, felt firsthand the pressures of racism as he began to approach and then eventually pass Babe Ruth for the home run record. He will be missed. Cooper, your thoughts on the passing of the legendary Hammer and Hank Aaron? Dude, this is just like a big hit to the baseball world, dude. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, he was he was a he was a man's man, and uh, he stood up for what he believed in, and he was he was an all time great, dude. And he's he's gonna be missed. Yeah. Um. You know, I know that. Uh, it's it's tough, man. It's tough. It's been a tough year already. I mean, we, we've even lost uh, Larry King. So, yeah, we did lose the legendary I mean, Larry dude, King. So. Wow, this this year's starting off with a bang. As always, it seems like the <laughs> unfortunate uh, top line deaths are just kind of coming in waves. So unfortunately, uh, this is just another hard hit for the baseball community as they lost a great um, great man. Uh, great social justice leader, uh, someone who dealt with racism, racism that he shouldn't honestly had to have dealt with. It's not his fault based off the color of his skin that he played in a profession where it was so hammered home that you were not supposed to be as talented as anybody, specifically as great as the legend of Babe Ruth was. It doesn't matter what your skin color is as long as you play the game the right way, which he did. Um, you know, he was not just a great hitter. He was a great defensive guy. So, and he was a good base runner. I mean, he wasn't the best base runner, but his all round game was just, um, great and a great watch. Um, I've seen the highlights. Of course, I, he was before both of our time, but I've seen the highlights and to watch the, what he had done, um, for Atlanta, uh, Milwaukee too, because he started out with the Brazors organization in Milwaukee and then moved with them to Atlanta, but then finished his career uh, back in Milwaukee as in the Brewers organization. But what he did for them, um, for baseball and for everybody, was just to make it understand that this sport um, and sports in general are, it, it's not supposed to see the color, color of your skin. Yeah, sports in general and life in general. Yeah. Dude, uh, you know, uh, uh, my, my hat's off to him. He was a good man. Uh, that's for sure. Uh, he will be forever missed. Yeah. And what was nice is even though that there's a lot of rumblings that Barry Bonds um, cheated his way into passing Hank Aaron's uh, home run career home run record, that uh, he, he never accused. He was always very um, humbled and also respected um, Barry Bonds. Whether he believed uh, Barry cheated or not is uh, not the point because he 
I was so humbled and the fact that he just was the longtime home run king. Um, he was just happy to have been part of it at, at all. Oh, yeah, man, definitely. I mean, especially, like you said, dealing with the adversities that he had gone through. I mean, with his, with the color of his skin. I mean, a lot of people, you really don't know, you know, how to deal mm-hmm. with things like that. Um, I know, as far as me being disabled, I know what it's like to be judged just by... How you look. How you look. So, right. I mean, I understand it's, it's a very hard world to live in when you're judged just by your character. Yeah. So, you know, there you go. Yeah. All right. So, unfortunately, uh, he will, um, unfortunate passing, uh, but he will be missed, as we said. Yes, very much. So, we're going to talk about a little bit of off-season news. The Toronto Blue Jays did make a big splash uh, in this off-season, and so far the biggest splash as they signed George Springer to a six-year, $150 million deal. This is a huge get for Toronto. It could really hurt the Astros as they lost one of their leaders. The question now will be, is that going to be enough for the Blue Jays to rise above the Rays and Yankees? And only time will tell. Cooper, your thoughts on Toronto getting George Springer for their lineup? Oh, uh, yeah, man. That's a good pickup. And for $150 mil? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, uh... <laughs> Uh, free agency has been kind of scaled back a lot the past few years in uh, Major League Baseball, and and it hasn't just been uh, pandemic either because this was the first off season really that was affected by um, the COVID uh, issue because obviously baseball was just getting ready to get started when the pandemic really became so much of a threat here in the United States, which was in March. So because baseball was in the middle of spring training, actually getting ready to start the post, uh, not postseason, but the regular season when um, all of a sudden the country had to go into sh- complete shutdown. Um, so this uh, offseason lack of spending really is not um, based off just COVID. It's actually based off of the fact that it's been quite quiet uh, the past few years, uh, but usually it starts picking up around this time anyways. Uh I think people are just used to winter meet the winter meetings being the really the hot start of the uh, off season signings and all that trades and all that happening starting there. But because of being it virtual this year, uh, probably people trying to figure out whether or not they're even going to have a season. People are kind of like, oh well, let's kind of slow our roll a little bit, figure out what we're doing first. Yeah, uh, this probably might be just the first domino really to fall, and we'll start probably seeing some more contracts going. But to help Toronto directly, um, man, they've had they got some good hitters. It's just their pitching's got to hold up, honestly. Definitely. Yeah. But this does give them a good um, a good hitter. He is a leadoff hitter, but he's got good power. Uh, he's a good on base. He's got great on base percentage. Um, so it's going to really help Toronto um, offensively. It's just a matter of whether or not their pitching staff is going to hold up all year. So we'll see what happens, brother. I will. All right, man, let's go ahead and switch gears and get back into some NBA talk. First up, we got to talk about Kyrie finally has returned to the Nets. The team um, And the team has only managed to win one of the three games that Kyrie's played in since coming back. Though Kyrie has said he is now focused on the team and winning. Now we just have to sit back and watch and see how this team gels together now that they have all three of their superstars. Cooper, your thoughts on Kyrie finally returning? Um, cool. Cool. <laughs> win, win some games, and then I might be a little bit more excited. Other than that, uh, I mean, I don't under, I, I understand it to a degree, but I also think that basketball 
Uh, and politics, domics. Sports me, in general and sports politics. Sports in general and politics should, should not mix. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, you make things complicated when you, you know, when you're doing these type of things and the whole team as a whole suffers because you're taking time out of your life to do other things. Right. You know, you're, you're assigned to a contract. Do what you're supposed to do. Right, exactly. It's good to see him back. We'll see what happens. Definitely. Um, Obviously, right off the bat, they lost back-to-back games to the Cavaliers, who had one of the first, not first, worst offensive efficiencies for any team in the NBA and gave up over 147 points in one game and then another 125 in the next game. So, basically, it's coming about to be... Who's playing defense for that team? Right. Um, Durant, obviously, is one of the better defenders of the three. So he's definitely going to play defense. They do still have DeAndre Jordan, who's a good defender as well. Mostly known for his defense more than his offense. But honestly, though, it's after that, it's kind of like, who's going to play defense for this team? Exactly. Somebody's got to play defense. Yeah. So, I mean, you can... You can basically, basically, it sounds like right now is all they're going to be hoping for is the fact that they can just outscore somebody and the team just that other team just goes cold. <laughs> yeah, and uh, that helps them out. So we'll see what happens. They got to figure out their defense, their chemistry will help too. Even though they uh, did combine for I believe ninety eight points um, in that first game, but still, like I said, they had to play almost. They all played almost fifty minutes. Uh, Drink did. Harden played fifty one, and uh, uh, Kyrie played forty eight. So. Because they went into double overtime. That's why there was such high minutes. Uh, but, it, like, the point is that even if you score 98 and you lose in double overtime, <laughs> it's kind of embarrassing. So, all right, man, next up. So, the uh, hot new hot team in the league right now, and uh, that team would be the Utah Jazz, winners of eight straight games. Uh, this win streak has brought them within a half game of the Lakers for first place in the Western Conference. This team... Um, could be winners of nine in a row if it were for not a postponed game of against the Wizards. So, obviously, that's only reason why it's nine right now, uh, eight right now instead of possibly nine because they didn't get to play the Wizards. But ever since the Jazz lost to the Knicks on January sixth in New York, they have been they have beaten the likes of Milwaukee in Milwaukee, the Cavaliers who just beat the Nets back to back, the Nuggets, the Pelicans in back to back games, and the Warriors. Donovan Mitchell in that span is averaging just over twenty seven points per game. Uh, the Nugget game was the only game where he did not actually have the team, was not the team's high score. So, Cooper, your thoughts on the suddenly hot Utah Jazz? Man, that's crazy. Like, I, I mean, you never know, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's cool to see them actually doing something. It's been a while since we've seen the Jazz do anything. So, it's kind of nice. Yeah, I mean, they had a pretty good series against the Nuggets last year in the bubble, but then a lot of people yeah. attributed that to being the bubble yeah. as the reason why. Um, it's kind of nice to see them because they were obviously off to that slow start, being at 4-4. Four and four, It was kind of like, whoa, you lost to the Knicks, which even was more like, whoa, you lost to the Knicks. Holy crap. Because, you know, the Knicks are kind of the Knicks right now. Sorry, Sean, if you're listening to this podcast. <laughs> But that's just the way they've been lately. And then uh, to then just run off eight straight, could have been nine, like I said, but the postponement of the game against the Wizards um, possibly ruined that opportunity. But they're right back in the hunt, so we'll see if they can continue to keep this up because they're nipping at the Lakers' heels. Yes, we will see what happens. The surprise game of the week came in the form of the Warriors coming back from 19 points down and beating those Lakers this past Monday night on national television on TNT. 
The Lakers jumped out to uh, jumped out fast against the Warriors, but the Warriors managed to walk the Lakers down and eventually take the game over. Lakers even still led by 14 points in the fourth quarter, but they played lousy defense against the talented offense. Uh, the the finish was close as the Lakers did have an opportunity to still pull out the win with the last second shot, but LeBron James was unable to get the game winner. Cooper, your yeah. thoughts on the Warriors? Makes for a good good game, dude. And especially when it's on TV like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's good to see Curry back, dude. Yeah. Good to see him jiving. Yes, sir. But, uh, you know, I'm a Lakers fan, so it's kind of hurt. Yeah, right? <laughs> so, you know, He's yeah. like, you really like Steph, yeah. but then he does it to the Lakers, you're kind of like, uh, a little sh- turd? Yeah. <laughs> almost said Pretty the S word, but, you know. Uh, though, congratulations also goes out to Steph Curry. He wasn't in the, that game, but he did pass uh, Reggie Miller for second all-time and most three-pointers made in a career. So, oh, yeah, let's go. Congratulations to him on that, as he now has his sights set on Ray Allen for the most career three-pointer. Of course, if Curry played last year, he'd probably be already on Allen right now. But unfortunately, that wrist, that hand wrist injury, did not help him. So, all right. So, and finally, we're going to wrap this up with speaking of those Lakers. There does seem to be some sort of home hex on those Lakers. All four of their losses this season have come at the Staples Center. The team has played much better on the road than they have at home as they remain undefeated. The team has handled Milwaukee and Chicago the past two games, both of them on the road. But it makes some wonder why they're struggling at home. Uh, my query is maybe the, the lack of fans at the Staples Center might be messing with their psyche a little bit. Cooper, your thoughts on the struggling at home Los Angeles Lakers? Yeah, man. I mean, that's kind of crazy. Uh, maybe they're missing their their, uh, their fans a little bit. Maybe uh, being home is distracting, maybe. Um, I don't know. Yeah, it could be a multitude you of things. You never know. Yeah, it could be a multitude of things in that aspect. Uh, like I said, it, you might be right. It could just be a distraction being at home because they're used to it. I mean, I know some people are like, well, well they were without fans in the bubble. Yeah, but you you had a common goal and interest of we need to be here to win, to win a championship. Right now you're kind of just going through the, the motions through the a re- season. You're in, in the regular season. You're going through the motions. These games are just kind of like there. You just kind of so, have to play. It's not like where it's the NFL where every single game, game matters. Yeah. 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 I mean, these games count because you want to have the most wins so you can have home court advantage if we do get to play um, at home arenas when we come to playing in the playoffs. But it's just the fact is that, man, it's it's such a long season. It starts becoming a little bit of a droll. And I don't know. And I think because when you're on the road, even though there's not a crowd on the road, you get that psychological advantage is like, I want to beat you here. You know what I mean? I want to take you, want to beat you in your house. In your house. You're going to let me in your house and I'm going to mess with you in your house. Yep. And obviously it showed because Anthony Davis went off on Chicago for 37, his hometown, Chicago Bulls. Yep. In this last game. So, I mean, just kind of, plus then Milwaukee kind of had last year's MVP. Those, a lot of people thought LeBron should have been MVP instead of Giannis. So, LeBron kind of was like, I want to show Giannis up in Milwaukee. So he's kind of got that factor going for him. So it could be a multitude of things of why you're losing at home. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's just you don't know. But I understand that, you know, not having the fans there, 
it does make a difference. Yeah. I mean, for everyone. And I mean, we've seen it in a lot. We saw it sometimes in the NFL. A lot of teams actually didn't do that well at home this year because they didn't have fans. Yeah. But they would go on the road and do fine because it's like that. Something about their psyche is like there's no fans. Because I think it's when you get out to a certain amount of lead, your fans are going nuts. They're going crazy, and you're expecting that energy to just keep and you like, yeah, you, pump you up and stuff. It gives you that adrenaline, yeah. Yeah, and you get all pumped, and but it's just kind of like, why is it so quiet while we're dominating this game? You know, it's one thing because when you're on the road, you want to silence the crowd. Well, it's already kind of silent there anyways if you're not in an area like here in Florida where you get some fans, like in Miami and stuff. But yeah. Or, or I think Orlando even had some some fans, too, coming in. And, uh, like, Dallas. And so you get some fans. So then, of course, you want to try to quiet them down anyways because they actually got to be at the game. But So it's, like, one of those things. It's when you're at home, you expect it to be loud and exciting, buzzing, especially when you jump on a team like oh, the Warriors. Oh, yeah, especially in L.A. or something like that, dude. Yeah. I mean, it, it's got to be weird. It's got to be like a ghost town type thing. You know yeah. What I mean? yeah, man. So it's good. It's crazy. All right, man. I think that's going to do it for us. You got anything to add? Nah, brother. That's about it, dude. All right, man. So be sure to tune in Tuesday because we'll be doing some football talk, of course. Oh, yeah. Conference championship games are happening today, so I'm sure you were all watching if you are a sports fan, especially of football, because you know we were. Oh, yes. <laughs> and we enjoyed, sort of. <laughs> we'll talk about that Tuesday, <laughs> why it's sort of enjoyed. All right, man. Uh, of course, and then next Saturday, we'll be back again with Wrestling Talk. We preview the Royal Rumble. Yes, baby, the Royal Rumble. It's going to be fun. Of course, check us out on TikTok, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for all of our latest uh, happenings, whatever we're deciding to do, talk about. We're going to probably throw some predictions out on the Rumble on uh, Twitter here. I mean, TikTok, which will then go, of course, go to our Facebook. Twitter, and here soon we'll be talking some NASCAR, baby. NASCAR's getting ready to kick off, so we're going to get ready to talk about that. So it's going to be fun and exciting. A little vroom vroom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Vroom vroom. I'm in my mom's car. <laughs> Sorry, that's a TikTok thing. <laughs> I got to stop with the TikToks. I really need to stop. All right. That does it for me. I'm done. <laughs> Are you done ranting? Are we ready to go? Yeah, we're ready to go. All, All right. right. You got it or you want me to do it? Let's do it. Let's go for it. All right. And as always, keep, keep on, on talking, talking sports. sports.